Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres postgame show starts now on the Padres radio network. one pitch. Grisham swings, hits it pretty well out towards right center field. Daza long run. He goes back. He looks up. It's going to go. A home run for Trent Grisham. Padres jump in front one to nothing on not only Grisham's first home run of the season, but his first hit ever in a dozen at-bats against Gomber. Trent Grisham got the scoring started as the Padres go on to win it here today by a final of 3-1. to one. The Padres take this series finale against the Colorado Rockies. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network, coming to you from inside the loft at the Western Metal Supply Company building. A lot to do in our post-game show. We'll have the highlights for you. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. I also caught up with Trent Grisham right after the game on the field, so we'll play that for you as well. Again, the final score, San Diego 3, Colorado 1. We'll come back with the highlights and more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here at Petco Park on this Sunday, the San Diego Padres 3 and the Colorado Rockies 1. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us. The Padres losing the first two games of this season and this series on Thursday and Friday, but bouncing back in a really nice way with an 8-4 win last night. A very clean 3-1 win in this ball game here today. Seth Lugo, a big part of the story. He was terrific. We'll have more on him in just a moment Padres got all their runs in one inning and speaking of today's game let's take a listen back to some of the highlights in this Seth Lugo got off to a great start firing three scoreless innings to begin the day Austin Gomber matched him for the first two innings but the Padres offense got going in the bottom half of the third with one out and nobody on it was Trent Grisham at the plate Here's the 0-1 pitch. Grisham swings, hits it pretty well out towards right center field. Does a long run. He goes back. He looks up. It's going to go. A home run for Trent Grisham. Padres jump in front one to nothing on not only Grisham's first home run of the season, but his first hit ever in a dozen at-bats against Gomber. Padres weren't done. Jose Azokar reached on an infield single. Xander Bogarts was next. One out here in the third inning. Pitch coming. That's hit really well out to deep left field. Xander has left the building for a second consecutive day into the second deck of the Western Metal Building. Two-run home run, Xander Bogarts, and a 3-0 Padre lead in the third. As Jesse said, Xander's second home run in a Padre uniform is second in as many days. Already his sixth hit as a Padre. He has been excellent in his early Padres career. And just like that, the Padres had a 3-0 lead. Meanwhile, Seth Lugo just kept on rolling. A scoreless fourth inning, a scoreless fifth inning, and you guessed it, a scoreless sixth inning. At one point in that span, he had retired 14 straight hitters. He also got a first pitch strike to the first 15 batters of the game. So he was locked in from the opening batter. Meanwhile, Austin Gomber settled in nicely. He went six six innings with just three runs allowed. On to the seventh inning. The Padres still leading three to nothing. Lugo back out on the mound. Ryan McMahon stepped in with one out for Colorado. One, two. McMahon hits it well to deep right field as Okar back onto the warning track. At the wall, it's going to go. A home run for Ryan McMahon. His first of the year. And the Rockies on the board here against Lugo. A solo shot in the seventh. It's 3-1. to one. 
But the good news, that would be the only run that Lugo would allow. He got the next two batters, and Lugo finished up his outing. He went seven strong innings, allowing just that one run. An absolutely terrific Padres debut. Lugo going seven innings, one earned run given up, four hits allowed, walked nobody, struck out seven, 93 pitches, 69 for strikes, and he was in command all day long. A good job out of the Rockies bullpen by Brent Suter, who kept the Padres off the board in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Luis Garcia came out of the Padres bullpen in the eighth inning with the Padres leading 3-1. to one. Garcia worked around a two-out walk, got out of the inning, and the Padres still led 3-1, to one, heading to the ninth inning. In the ninth inning, Josh Hader came on looking for his first save of 2023, but he had to face Blackman, Crone, and McMahon. He got a pop-out from Charlie Blackman, a fly-out to left field by C.J. Crone. There were two outs and nobody on. It was Hader against Ryan McMahon. One and two on Ryan McMahon. Hater will deal. And the pitch is swung on and missed. Strike three. Got him with a slider. And a 1-2-3 ninth inning. Josh Hader caps it with a K. And he earns his first save of 2023. Padres close out the weekend with back-to-back wins over the Rockies. Here this afternoon, 3-1 behind a brilliant performance by Seth Lugo in his Padre debut. Brilliant, certainly the right adjective. Lugo was terrific. He picks up the win, improves to 1-0 on this young season. Austin Gomber took the loss, and the Padres won it here today at Petco Park by that final of 3-1. The final totals for San Diego, three runs on just four hits, no errors, and two out of those four hits were the home runs by Grisham and Bogarts, and it was Colorado, one run, four hits, and no errors. The time of game, if you felt like this one went quickly, you were right. Two hours and three minutes. The crowd here at Petco Park, 43,972. The fourth consecutive sellout to begin the season here at Petco Park. And with this four-game series full of sellouts at Petco Park, a new Petco Park record for attendance in a four-game series. So the fans brought it, even though the first two games of this series weren't what you wanted from the Padres, especially offensively. If you're a Padres fan, you have to be very happy with the way they bounced back both last night and today. The offense certainly coming alive. Xander Bogarts continuing to play extremely well. And Seth Lugo going 7 Strong innings in his Padres debut. Very good to see as the Padres improved to 2-2 two and two on the year and the Rockies dropped to 2-2. Two and two. And now the Padres will welcome in the Arizona Diamondbacks for a mini two-game series starting tomorrow night here at Petco Park. Let's go down to the clubhouse here at Petco Park and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's win. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. Bob, how impressive was Seth Lugo today? Very. You know, and, and really on a mission since, you know, beginning of spring training as a starter to go out there and try to minimize his pitch count. You know, first pitch strikes, didn't walk anybody. You know, able to go seven innings in his first outing as a starter after being a reliever. You know, I, I wasn't counting on that today. But when he came in after the six, he felt great. Um, looked really good, mixed his pitches, got a few more pitches maybe than he was using as a reliever. And first look, I don't know how it could be any better. As far as what you've been able to get out of your starter so far, the innings, I mean, how important has that been as helping your bullpen here in the early going? Yeah, I mean, you know, after the first game, we had to, you know, get a little bit deeper in our bullpen that day, and you know, since then it's it's kind of saved everybody a little bit. Now, you know, Hill was up again, and would have been third day in a row for him if he had to come in for Blackman. But you know, he only threw five pitches yesterday. But you know, we've talked about it. We got a seven-man bullpen. Starters need to do their thing, and definitely have. Trent Grisham has worked on a lot of things. He had a nice spring training. It looks like it's carrying over into the season. How nice to see him check in with a home run early. Yeah, I mean, against a guy that he had really no success against, too. His numbers were not great going in, but he just looks really relaxed at the plate now. You know, it just there's doesn't seem like there's any tension. And, you know, after a tough year coming in, making some adjustments and, you know, getting off to a good spring, which which helped him, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a good year in you know, in, in the offing for him, I believe. Not a ton of runs today, but still the, the two home runs in that third inning. It just gives you a sense of being in control of the game. Right. It's, it, you know, a sense that, you know, you can strike quickly. And, and we did with two home runs. We didn't get a ton of hits today, but they had they had an effect. 
and gave us a lead and you know with with Seth pitching the way he was it it felt like you know even though it was a close game three nothing for a while and three one that we were we were in control of it there will come a point where Seth has a, a limit of some sort he hasn't what can him being efficient besides you know the innings limit what can that do to prolong his yeah, you know what? I don't even think he thinks about it. Obviously, we do. I, I don't even think that's that's he, he's he's considering that at all. He's just going to go out there and pitch. And uh, he's, I think he's always looked forward to an opportunity like this. Um, granted, what was it, sixty some innings last year? He's pitched a little bit more in in years before. But as of right now, we're just going to watch him do his thing, and and we'll consider that as we go along. Do you have plans this afternoon, uh, two hours and three minutes? That was great, right? So um, I, I still would like to see it 20, 20 seconds across the board. The 15 still feels a little quick, and that's when you're getting most of the you know the timeouts. Um, but, shoot, yeah, it gives you a little, a little extra time. Not that I'm, I'm that big on time. As long as we win, I don't care how long the game is. Bob, do you um, – with Seth? He's so efficient with those first pitch strikes that he throws. Yeah. How is he able to do that? Like, what? What is it? You've only seen a few starts of his. You know, how... I really think it's just a mindset that he has coming in that he wants to cut down on his pitch count. And throwing strike one not only allows you to do that some, but also gets the hitter on the run a little bit with the predictability. And now, you know, there's a slider involved too. There's a changeup every now and then involved too. You know, obviously curveball is going to be there, and he changes speeds on that. So. Strike one makes him tough guy to think along with. Is this your new two and three batters, or was that just because there was? No, uh-uh. You know, we're, we're, we'll tinker with it a little bit. I have a pretty good idea what it's going to look like when Toddy comes back, but we want guys to be comfortable. We want to try to get our best guys up there as many times as we can. You know, that would suggest bogey against some of the lefties. So, you know, for now we'll 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 you know just like the bullpen. We're just trying to figure out where everybody's at and who's pitching well, and so it takes some time early in the season to do that, but uh, we'll see. Did you expect a fourth ump to show up at some point? Yeah, I did at some point. Okay. Yeah, it didn't end up mattering. He could have been standing on first, but that was some headsy base running by Jose. Yeah, in the third. Right. Just, I think that's one of the reasons you you like him and that that's kind of thing get him right. more, more time. And he's more relaxed this year too. There was some, I thought, some a little bit of trepidation sometimes last year when he's either trying to steal a base or go first to third. You know, a rookie doesn't want to make a mistake, and sometimes that can be just inches um, getting thrown out by a little bit. He just looks a lot more confident this year, and you know, as long as we're ahead in situations like that, he's going to game because of his defense. But he he looks to be a little bit of a different player this year too, much more relaxed. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin after today's 3-1 to Padres win over the Colorado Rockies. Do want to touch on a few things that Bob Melvin talked about there, and you are listening to our postgame coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Sam Lovett with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Bob Melvin talked about the starter length and what that has done for the Padres bullpen in this first series of the season, and I think it's really important to note that Seth Lugo went seven innings here today, and Nick Martinez went seven innings on Friday. So the two pitchers who, uh, you know, have been relievers in the past, and for Lugo, we said it during the pregame, this was his first start since 2020. And for Martinez, we know he started in the rotation last year, but then transitioned into a bullpen role. The point being, two players who have not really done this in a while, trying to put together a full season of being a starter well the first two outings and we know about martinez's outing it was a little bit more up and down but really solid uh, in most ways he went seven innings four runs given up on friday and for lugo going seven innings one run allowed today he was excellent how about martinez and lugo the two guys that are trying to do this be a full-time starting pitcher for a full season for the first time in a long time providing you seven innings apiece in their first outings of the year it's really really impressive and the other other part of it is that with the Padres still going with a six-man rotation into the season uh, even with the injury to Joe Musgrove and Ryan Weathers starting tomorrow you Darvish then on Tuesday it saves your bullpen because the Padres are going with 
what is only a seven-man bullpen. We've talked about it before, and you look at what they've done here. Even, you know, throw Michael Walk into the mix. I mean, the Padres starting pitching the final three games of this series was good. Martinez, seven innings, four runs given up on Friday. Then it was Waka, six innings, four runs given up on Saturday. We discussed yesterday that the final line for Waka wasn't necessarily indicative of how good he was for the most part through five innings yesterday and then uh, ran into trouble in the sixth inning. And then what more can you say about Seth Lugo today? Six scoreless innings, gives up the home runs, McMahon, a solo shot in the seventh inning, but no big deal. You were up 3 nothing. only run the Padres gave up. You'll certainly uh, take that. And uh, you heard Bob Melvin talk there about Lugo's ability to throw first-pitch strikes. And it's important to note that Seth Lugo got a first-pitch strike on the first 15 batters of the game he faced a first pitch strike so that was a huge key for Seth Lugo here today was getting ahead getting it to 0 and 1 and he did that 15 times in a row to begin the game now I I didn't get the number it ended up with how many first pitch strikes out of the batters he faced that Lugo ended up with but uh, at least early on I mean he was doing it time and time again the other thing I want to focus on with Seth Lugo is something we talked about in the pregame he loves to throw the curveball he throws it a lot Uh, his percentages on the pitches today look like this four seam fastball 39 percent the curveball 35 percent so once again he threw it a lot it was really effective and when Lugo is going right this is what we heard about him coming in to this season joining the Padres when he's going right he's really got that curveball working and it is such a weapon for Lugo through the sinker 13 percent also mixed in the slider once in a while the change up but Lugo in his Padres debut, you couldn't have asked for much more. He was terrific in this game. Seven strong innings, just one run given up, and a well-deserved win. All right, when we come back here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network, we'll hear from Trent Grisham, who hit a big home run in this game, a solo shot to get the scoring started in the third inning. I talked with Grisham right after the game, so we'll play that for you when we come back. A lot to do otherwise. We have the out-of-town scoreboard player of the game. We'll play back some of the highlights again. We'll also take your phone calls, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, again, the number, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on twitter you can do that tweeted us at 97.3 the fan sd or at sammy leb s-a-m-m-y-l-e-b you can also follow me and message me on instagram with your thoughts or questions about today's game at sammy leb there as well tiktok as well the tiktokers out there sammy levitt just add the uh I-T-T to the Sammy Lev, and that's how you get me on there. We'll step aside. You'll hear from Trent Grisham when we come back, plus much more to come as well. You're listening to our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues on Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. As we wind this one down, the Padres getting a very nice, very quick 3-1 win over the Colorado Rockies. Very quick, I say. It was two hours and three minutes, believe it or not. Just remarkable what this pitch clock is doing. This game flew by here today, and guess what? You'll take it if you're the Padres. A very quick, clean, well-pitched win. The big... Uh, Home runs in this game by Trent Grisham, who had the solo home run in the third. And then moments later, Xander Bogarts, his second home run in as many days. A two-run shot to make it 3-0 San Diego. Colorado got their run on the solo home run by Ryan McMahon in the seventh inning. That was all the scoring. And, of course, the other big story was Seth Lugo in his Padres debut. Was terrific. Seven innings, one earned run given up. He allowed four hits, walked nobody, struck out seven, 93 pitches. Luis Garcia scored this eighth inning. He was credited with a hold and Josh Hader a 1-2-3-9th inning by the way I do want to focus on Josh Hader for a second because he has essentially picked up right where he left off uh, in the postseason last year three up three down yesterday in his season debut and in his first save opportunity here today you guessed it three up three down he struck out McMahon to end the ball game and secure this three to one Padres win so Josh Hader 
looking like uh, Josh Hader. So that's certainly good news for the Padres, and the Padres improve to 2-2 two and two on this young season. Rockies drop to 2-2 two and two as these two teams split their season-opening four-game series. But like I said, Trent Grisham had the big home run to get the scoring started his first of the season as he rocketed one out to right center field. I caught up with Trent Grisham right after the game. Trent, the home run in the third inning. Take me back through that at bat. What did you see? Uh, I saw a first pitch slider, and then uh, from there he uh, threw a heater and uh, put a good swing on it. You hit it on the second pitch of the at-bat. What is your increased aggressiveness doing for you at the plate right now? Uh, it just makes me feel like I'm in control of the at-bat as opposed to the pitchers uh, doing it as well. So uh, just trying to remain in control, feel good, and relax, and uh, just go from there. Right after your home run, the single by Azokar, the home run by Xander Bogarts. He's been terrific far. What's it like watching Xander early on in the brown and gold? awesome uh we we everybody here knew that he was a great player uh with boston so to get him to come over here there was a lot of excitement and uh he's produced so far and we we uh, believe in him and we think he's going to do it throughout the year so uh, we're excited to have him and uh, it's been great so far finally you had a good view of seth lugo's performance in center field what stood out to you about the way he pitched today uh the command i mean he was on both sides of the plate uh with five different pitches uh, and he was confident uh, to go from relieving back to or go from starting to relieving to back to starting um, it's not easy uh anybody will tell you that so to watch him uh throughout the spring and then to this first start it's been really cool to see Trent, thanks so much thanks Sam. That was Trent Grisham joining me post-game on the field right after the ball game. Trent Grisham homering in his uh, first at-bat of the day, the second pitch of the at-bat. And, again, it's been talked about here uh, quite a bit lately, but he is certainly being more aggressive at the plate, and he's off to a nice start this season, had the home run here today. then uh, yesterday in the leadoff spot, had a double, had a, a walk on Friday night, had a double and a run scored on Thursday night on opening day. So he continues to play well, and uh, we've said it. We said it all spring. Uh, Trent Grisham offensively taking a step forward. Uh, you could also say kind of a, a step back towards uh, what he did in, in 2021. Uh, 2020 is a great thing for the Padres, and he's been more aggressive, and so far, uh, there have been uh, some good results. They are a big home run. Xander Bogarts, the other two-run home run here today as the Padres took a 3 nothing lead in the third. Never looked back. They went on to win it by a final of 3-1. to one. As we continue on our post-game show, again, you can call us, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. You can also tweet at us at 97.3thefansd or at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you want to uh chime in on twitter uh, social media let me know your questions your comments about this game good couple of wins for the padres after dropping the first two games of this series let's check in on some of the players that went deep around the big leagues tonight with our home run tally which players went deep tonight this is our mlb home run tally presented by mr moto pizza bringing back the old new york pizzeria experience with fresh funky thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuff knots with eight locations in san diego find your favorite at mrmotopizza.com a quick look at some of the players that went deep in major league baseball today randy rosarena who uh, really uh uh, became very popular in the World Baseball Classic, certainly, and he's done a lot for that as well. Uh, he had a home run in the Rays' five-to-one win over the Detroit Tigers. Kyle he got uh, Kyle Higashioka had a solo home run uh, for the Yankees in their six-nothing win in the Bronx over the Giants. T.J. Friedel had a home run for the Reds in their three-to-one win over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Joey Gallo. Hit a home run in the 7-4 win for the Twins over the Kansas City Royals. Nolan Gorman had a home run for the Cardinals over the Blue Jays. Cardinals won it 9-4 there. And guess who else had home runs? Trout and Otani. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani went back-to-back in the Angels' 6-0 win over the A's. And we'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up later in our post-game show. But that's a look at our home run tally here today. Now let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. 
pretty easy selection for our ace pitcher of the game here today. Seth Lugo's got to be the guy, right? Absolutely. Seven innings, one earned run given up, four hits allowed, walk nobody, struck out seven, 93 pitches for Seth Lugo. He was very efficient on top of all of it, and he is no doubt the ace pitcher of the game, the finest start anybody's had the first uh, turn here through the rotation for the Padres. Very well done by Seth Lugo, our ace pitcher of the game. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll have our player of the game, out-of-town scoreboard, take your phone calls, and much more to come as well. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, maybe you're on the way home from the game. We had uh, some traffic reports yesterday, so if you want to let us know how the traffic is and uh, give us a call about the game, please do so. A very exciting time for San Diego sports. I'll tell you what, tomorrow is going to be a very memorable day here at Petco Park, not just because of the Padres game, but simultaneously the San Diego State Aztecs are going to play for a national title against UConn in men's basketball. Just remarkable. So tomorrow will be exciting as uh, continues to be a very exciting time uh, for the sports fans in this city we'll step aside come back with more on our post-game show on the Padres radio network our post-game show continues on the Padres radio network Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park there still are some folks uh, hanging around the Western Metal Building uh, finishing up a game of pool to my right finishing up their beers and i'm sure they will be heading out here shortly as uh, the ballpark empties out in fact though hold on a second i'm gonna get up out of my chair i'm looking over at the field and oh yeah still uh Still plenty of people uh, waiting to uh, run the bases here at Petco Park on this Sunday. So that's a great thing, the kids running the bases, and uh, still uh, a lot of people uh, doing that. So uh, that's uh, that's great to see, a lot of fun there. Yeah, I see a, a little girl running with, uh, with I think, a member of uh, the pod squad. So uh, that's very nice. So uh, it has emptied out, but still uh, some running of the bases going on here at Petco Park. Nice job by the Padres with all of that. All right, we continue on on our post-game show. Final score, Padres 3, Rockies 1 on this Sunday. Padres split this four-game series with Colorado. And you know what? Before we continue on, let's pause for station identification on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNH1 San Diego. This is Joe Musgrove. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Lovett with you on our post-game coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Padres win it 3-1 to one over the Colorado Rockies. Let's get to some of your phone calls here, 833-288-0973. The phone number again, 833-288-0973. Let's kick things off on our post-game today with Brandon in La Mesa. Hi, Brandon. Oh, how up? are you? Great. How are you doing today? I got a I got a car full of fans leaving the game right now. <laughs> love it. Love it. People you got in there. Let's see. We got so there's five, six of us. Got my kids, my wife, and my parents. Say hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. What's going on? I'm I'm glad you guys are tuning uh, in. Thanks so much. I was telling my wife that I'm in a San Diego state of mind this weekend. We got a great <laughs> Great things going on with both the Aztecs and the seeing the Padres shut down the Rockies was really nice, especially after those first uh, couple disappointing, you know, games to start out the season. Yeah, it certainly was. Very nice bounce back. Yeah. Offense got it going. Bogarts has been great. The pitching today with Lugo was great. So I'm with you, Brandon and family. Very uh, yeah. good two days. And you pair that with the Aztecs and uh, what's going on tomorrow here with the championship game, the Padres playing. You're right. It is a uh, San Diego state of mind. That's for sure. All right. Enjoy your day, guys. Thank you so much. Go Padres. Oh. All right, Brandon. Appreciate the call. Brandon and family. That was awesome. <laughs> the chorus of hello. <laughs> you know what? Here's a challenge. If anybody out there has a car full of people listening right now, call me, 833-288-0973. would love to hear uh, everybody uh, say hello from the car. That is uh, great stuff there. So uh, feel free to call in. We continue on on our post-game show, Padres 3 and the Rockies 1, the final score. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. 
Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. One and two on Ryan McMahon. Hater will deal. And the pitch is swung on and missed. Strike three. Got him with a slider. And a 1-2-3 ninth inning. Josh Hader caps it with a K. And he earns his first save of 2023. Padres close out the weekend with back-to-back wins over the Rockies. Here this afternoon, 3-1 behind a brilliant performance by Seth Lugo in his Padre debut. Our relief pitcher of the game today, Josh Hader, picking up his very first save of the season. Hader, a 1-2-3 ninth inning, struck out Ryan McMahon to end the ball game and a very good start to the year for Hader. Two appearances, six up and six set aside. He has been perfect so far. Hader, with the scoreless inning in the ninth, his first save, our relief pitcher of the game. Well-deserved by Josh Hader. We should mention Luis Garcia also pitching a scoreless inning uh, in this game, the eighth inning. Now, You know, let's be honest, when Robert Suarez is back, this is probably the exact kind of game where you're going to have that eighth and ninth inning combo of Suarez and uh, Josh Hader. But with Suarez on the IL right now, uh, it becomes guys like Luis Garcia and uh, Tim Hill, like we saw yesterday uh, with those eighth innings. And uh, you know what? Garcia uh, pitched very well today. And certainly, you know, I think even when Suarez is here, Garcia is a guy who can handle the seventh, eighth innings for sure. But you're probably looking at when Suarez comes back this kind of game. You got a three run, two run lead uh, of going to Suarez to Hader, eighth to ninth inning. But uh, today, the mix of Garcia and Hader certainly got it done. Now, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Bites. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Grisham swings. Hits it pretty well out towards right center field. Does a long run. He goes back. He looks up. It's going to go. A home run for Trent Grisham. Padres jump in front 1-0 on not only Grisham's first home run of the season, but his first hit ever in a dozen at-bats against Gomber. Trent Grisham, our player of the game here today. The home run in the third, the solo shot, his first of the season. And Trent Grisham for that home run, our player of the game. Certainly Xander Bogart, Seth Lugo also certainly would be in that mix. But um, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. A little bit behind the curtain this year on the post-game show. I've got a lot of post-game awards to give out. I've got East Pitcher of the Game. I've got Relief Pitcher of the Game. I've got Player of the Game. And there will be times and nights where maybe I give multiple awards to one player. But got to mix it up a little bit. So went with Lugo for the Pitcher of the Game and, uh, and went with Grisham for the Player of the Game with the home run. Really got the scoring started, set the tone, and then... You know what? It's one of those games where, you know, you say baseball is funny. The Padres scored three runs today. It came in the span of three batters. Grisham's home run with one out in the third, and then it was uh, Azokar with uh, the infield single, went to second on a wild pitch. He then stole third base, and then Xander Bogart hit a home run into the Western Metal Building, not far from where I'm from. I think it hit the level below, uh, below where I'm at, and so uh, that made it 3 nothing. Padres never looked at the only home run. Uh, the Rockies, the only run the Rockies had was the home run by McMahon, and the Padres go on to win it 3-1 to today at Petco Park. We'll step aside, come back with the out-of-town scoreboard, and if uh, we have any more phone calls, we'll get to those as well. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. Our post-game coverage on the Padres Radio Network continues after this. Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The final score here today, the Padres 3, the Rockies 1. As the Padres split this four-game series against the Rockies, they dropped the first two. Not the uh, way you wanted the season to start, but the Padres bounced back very nicely with a couple of wins on Saturday and Sunday. Seth Lugo was terrific in this game. Seven innings, one earned run given up. Seven strikeouts, walk nobody, four hits allowed on 93 pitches. And his 
Padres debut could not have gone much better for Lugo. The two home runs early in the third by Grisham and by Bogarts. A solo home run, a two-run home run, made it 3 nothing, And so the Padres go on to win it by that final score of 3-1. to one. All right, we'll continue with your phone calls here, 833-288-0973, the phone number. We also will have the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a matter of minutes, so stay tuned for that as we wrap things up on this Sunday at Petco Park. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Sharma, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Sharma. Welcome to the Padres Radio Network postgame show. Thanks, guys. What a great game. Uh, Finally uh, won it like we should. And I'm not going to talk about some of our, uh, you know, old-time players that should do well. It's only been a few games. I'm sure they will. But some of our new additions are really stepping up, uh, both uh, from a pitching perspective. Lugo, uh, you know, hater, uh, but, uh, but really doing a good job, as well as Andrew. So I just wanted to, you know, uh, get your comments on uh, some of our new additions and what we're doing to get them to speed and get them comfortable so they can perform well for us. Uh, so I'll, I'll stop there. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, Sharma, appreciate the call. And look, uh, for the most part, the new additions have been terrific. I mean, Xander Bogarts has been awesome. I mean, through four games, it, it can't be going much better. He is 6 for 14. He's got two home runs, five RBIs. He's walked a couple of times. He's scored three runs. He's had two home runs in the last two days. He's been great. I mean, Xander has been, and we talked about it late last night, he has been really everything you could have wanted so far it's an extremely small sample size but it's a pretty a pretty good first impression i'd say with the way he's played in this first series of the year but look this is what we heard about xander bogarts i mean you you look at the numbers what you hear about him uh you watch him talk and and everything he's done so far i mean it's i'm I'm not shocked not shocked he's been great he's a great player that's why the padres gave him 280 million dollars um and signed him here past uh, age 40 so not surprised at all but it's exactly what you want to do with a new team new league new city make a great first impression and the impression for xander bogarts here in this first series could not be much better that's the bottom line it's been awesome he's been great so that's a huge takeaway no doubt uh from this uh opening series as far as other newcomers, again, Seth Lugo, debut today for the Padres. He was awesome. Seven innings, one run given up. He was in command. He walked nobody. He was pouring in first pitch strikes. Like we said earlier, the first 15 batters of the game, he got a head on 0-1. That's a great way to pitch. He retired 14 in a row at one point in this game, uh, spanning from a point in the first inning uh, through the end of the fifth inning. And at one point, he went six scoreless. And then the, the only blemish on the day for Lugo was the home run, the solo shot, given up to McMahon. But aside from that, Lugo was awesome. Brilliant. So um, Lugo was great. Bogarts uh, was great. Look, Juan Soto, uh, he's not a, a newcomer this season. Um, but uh, he's had a slow start. He was 0 for 3 today. Uh, had the base hit yesterday, the two RBI single. You were hoping that got him going. It's very, very early. It's extremely early, so I'm not going to uh, worry too much about uh, about Juan Soto. But uh, as far as the newcomers, I'm just trying to think here, uh, Sharma, if there's anybody else um, I'm missing as far as new – oh, uh, newcomers, um, Matt Carpenter yesterday, right? I mean, had a big two-run double. Um, you know, Nelson Cruz hasn't uh, – and Carpenter had two hits. He was on three times yesterday. And uh, Cruz has not, you know, done a whole lot yet. But, again, I mean – what are we judging on uh, for those guys a two-game sample each so uh, give those guys time but early on look the the biggest of the additions Xander Bogarts he has been as advertised through four games no doubt about it and that certainly is a major takeaway from uh, this opening weekend for sure all right let's continue on the phone calls again the number 833-288-0973 we go to mario who's calling in from national city hi mario how are you i'm good i'm good man good game great crowd buy me some penis and crack it dead. oh you know it's just uh yeah that's that's the type of crowd i like you know that and kind of games i like because it keeps us in our seats you know yeah. i can't say much for thursdays and fridays games but you know we're going to have our ups and downs and uh Mainly, we got to stick with the team. You know, that's the team of the city. And uh, let's go forward. Let's go Padres. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a great game, Mario, and appreciate the call. Um, you're right, the crowd was great, and it was a well-pitched, quick game. Padres had an early lead. The game took two hours and three minutes. I mean, this pitch clock, it is revolutionary. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's really changing how these games feel. It really is. Now, I'll admit on a personal note, you know, I'll get to the personal note in a second. First, let me get to this. The official attendance today at Petco Park, 43,972. It was the fourth straight sellout to begin the 2023 season. The total attendance for the opening series, the four games, 174,915. That is a new Petco Park record for a four-game series. So it was a record-breaking four-game series as far as the attendance. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, it, it's not like they're not making up the numbers here. I mean, you can look out. You can look. I was looking today. The upper deck, the second deck, field level. Right field, left field, a a telltale sign is what's going on in Gallagher Square beyond right center. That was packed today. I mean, these are legitimate full sellouts. I mean, there's barely a seat to be had in the house. Um, So it's impressive, no doubt. And, you know, we've talked about it so often. I mean, it's the cyclical nature of how this all works. The Padres spending money, investing in the team, playing well, fans showing up, and that creates a circle of investment, fan support, winning. You know, you can, I guess, flip around winning and fan support or whatever you want to do. But um, is is anybody surprised after last season and the postseason and what the Padres did in the offseason and the excitement in spring training? Is anybody surprised that they're selling out? I mean, four straight sellouts to begin the year. We'll see, you know, tomorrow's going to be interesting with a Monday night game in April, Tuesday day game, you think would be a tough one to sell out. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, um, you know, look, th- there was not once last year where I felt like it was a, a small crowd. I mean, you know, not every game might be a sellout, but it's, it might be pretty pretty close. Um, so credit to the Padres, credit to uh, uh, the marketing staff, the ticket staff. I mean, it's great. And the fans, of course, for uh, coming out and uh, continuing to support this ball club. Uh, the personal note, I was going to get to now I've been a proponent of the pitch clock and uh, most of the new rules since they were announced. I, I think the game got to a point where it, it, something had to happen. I will say this. It's quick. It's very, very quick. And I don't know that I totally disagree with Bob Melvin. And he said it earlier in the press conference. If the clock was just 20 seconds all the way around um, with uh, with uh, nobody on base, with runners on base, at times, I feel like it's maybe a little quick, but, you know, I like it. I mean, and I, I still, if, if this is what it's going to be, I, I it's something they got to do. Now, today was a super quick game, two hours, three minutes. And, and again, what I will say is that for somebody like me who is here working and, um, you know, I, I do a lot during the game. And, uh, you know, Frank Marchese was here last night, one of our uh, great uh, studio coordinators. Kind of he, he saw it. I do a lot during the game. Like, you may hear me on the other Odyssey stations uh, with the updates about the game. Well, I record those here at the ballpark or, or back in the studio, depending on where I am. Um, you know, all the social media elements. It's quick. I mean, I get back to the, the, the press box area over there. And today it was already the second inning. And then, I'm, I'm, you know, by the time I do certain things, I mean, a whole inning has gone by. So um, it's it's very, very quick, um, but necessary, I think. Um, but today was <laughs> was a very fast game, two hours and three minutes, my goodness. But you know what? As long as the Padres win, you'll certainly take it. All right, let's uh, close out the phone calls today. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, how you doing, Sammy? Doing well, Don. Uh, Padres have won a couple in a row. Beautiful day here in San Diego. What could be better? Yeah, what could be better? That's right. Um, you know, in terms of the pace of the game, I'm really surprised at how kind of normal and natural it feels. Um, obviously, with uh, with some of the pitchers today, they were they were pretty quick, quick to yeah. the trigger to begin with. Um, so 
so it really did speed up the game. And we didn't have many hits. I think the Padres just had four hits. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I'm I'm very much on board with this. I in terms of your suggestion about moving it to 25 seconds, if somebody somebody's on base, I'd I'd be up for that. I'm not sure it would make a whole bit lot of difference because yeah. I think the pitchers get pretty used to that that pace. But I'm definitely up for that, and especially I'd be up for it in maybe the ninth inning and extra yeah. innings. Um, you know, when when uh, when the game is you know or tied or something like that. I know that um, there's been some broadcasters out there tweeting about about various uh, scenarios where you might want to make the pitch clock a little longer or take the pitch clock away altogether. What do you think right. about that? Taking the pitch clock away altogether at times. Yeah, you know what, Don? Appreciate the call. It, it's it's not a crazy idea, you know, because, you know, I, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of your points here. Number one, I agree with you, and I, I think what Bob Melvin said in the presser today, and he said it before, is that he would just, I think what he said is that he'll, he would just go to 20 seconds all the way around, 20 with nobody on base, and I suppose 20 with runners on base as well. You know, I think that would be fine. Um you know, again, I think that's that's probably what I would say as well, just to make it a little bit slower. Um, but I will say this. You'll watch the pitchers today. I mean, if you watch Seth Lugo really closely, I mean, he was just out there working. I mean, and, and I don't know if, you know, I'd, I'd have to ask him after the game. I don't know if anybody did, but, um, you know, if he's looking at the clock at all, if he's not looking at the clock at all, but, it, it, you know, he's he was in total command of the timing, of his pitching, of everything. And um, you're right. If it went to 20 seconds with nobody on base, if it went to 25, whatever, you know, would it even matter? Because if they, I think the point being, if there's a clock, is that just going to make guys work at a much quicker pace, really, regardless of what the exact seconds are? Maybe. Maybe. I will say this. Being down on field level, waiting to go do my interview, and, uh, you know, I, I, I get really lucky because I, I get to watch the ninth inning and Josh Hader now from field level and up close, and it's it's really cool. And, you know, Josh was working very quickly, and there is a little bit of a different feel in the ninth inning where there isn't this, you know, kind of slow, methodical nature of, uh, a guy walking around the mound and the batter adjusting his batting gloves in the sense of, you know, real drama. I mean, it is that has kind of gone out the window a little bit, you know. Um, you know, we'll see as the season gets later and the, the moments get kind of more tense and dramatic. But um, you don't have the time, bottom line, to do that anymore. You don't. I mean, if you're the hitter, when that clock starts, you've got seven seconds before you have to be alert and ready. So it has really changed the feel. Um, I think most, uh, for the most part, it's it's changed it for the better uh, so far in this very small sample size. But you know, the idea of shutting off the clock in the late innings and you know, I don't know, the eighth inning, ninth inning, I guess it's not a crazy idea just to allow those those late inning, that late inning drama to build. But I think on the flip side, is it, you know, is it fair for some players to have to deal with the clock and others? not to I, I mean i guess both teams would get it in the same inning um i don't know you know we'll see we'll see how they adjust things and um i don't think they will be um hesitant to adjust certain things if they if they feel it's gonna help the game and uh these uh these new rules so anyway that was uh that was the first deep dive on the new rules here on the post game show this year and i you know i i, I felt like uh during spring training we talked about it so much and we asked about it so much that the first part of the year here i i just you know you're not going to find me asking a lot of guys about the pitch clock just because you know i I think it's just been focused on so much let's let's see what happens in the first couple of weeks and then get uh, some reaction that's how i'm going about it but uh um you know, it's certainly interesting. And uh, today, look, it was super quick, two hours and three minutes. So, uh, But the Padres win it, which uh, at the end of the day, no matter how much, uh, how long the game is, it's all you really care about, right? All right, let's uh, continue on our post-game show. Padres Radio Network, San Diego 3, Colorado 1, the final here at Petco Park. 
It's another beautiful day for a ball game and Military Sunday at that. San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud of partners of the Padres and supporters of San Diego's military community. Thank you to all military members for your incredible service uh, on this Military Sunday uh, here at Petco Park. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, what went on in the major leagues from earlier today. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard today, a number of finals. We do have just one game in progress, the Sunday night game. And the Sunday night game, Phillies at the Rangers in Texas. The Rangers are going for a three-game sweep of the Phillies. They are scoreless in the bottom half of the first inning there. Other scores, the Mets beat the Marlins 5-1 in Miami. It was the Major League debut in that game for right-hander Kodai Senga. Many people thought Senga might end up Padre, ended up a New York Mets. Senga was very good in his, uh, his uh, not Padre's debut, his Mets debut. Five and a third innings, one earned run given up, picked up the win in the Mets 5-1 to one win in Miami. Rays beat the Tigers 5-1 to one in Tampa Bay. Randy Arozarena had a home run in that game, his first of the year. It was the Nationals beating the Braves, avoiding a three-game sweep. 4-1 over Atlanta. They scored four in the first inning. Red Sox over the Orioles in Boston, 9-5. Adam, du- uh, Adam Duval, a day after hitting a walk-off home run, he had a two-run single in that game to uh, help propel the Red Sox to a 9-5 win. By the way, if you haven't seen the highlights from yesterday from the Red Sox and Orioles, you got to see the ending. There was a drop fly ball in left field with two outs in the ninth inning that allowed the Red Sox to get the tying run on base. And then Duval, the next batter, hits a home run to win it. It was a remarkable ending, but uh, here today, Red Sox win it 9-5. Yankees beat the Giants 6-0 in New York. Kyle Higashioka hit a solo home run in that game for the Yankees. Reds beat the Pirates 3-1. It was the White Sox over the Astros 6-3 in Houston. Luis Robert had a home run in that game. Twins beat the Royals 7-4 in Kansas City. Joey Gallo, a three-run home run in that game for Minnesota. Cardinals beat the Blue Jays 9-4 in St. Louis. Nolan Gorman had two home runs in that game for the Cardinals. Brewers beat the Cubs 9-5 in Chicago. Brewers had a five-run sixth inning, the beginning in that win at Wrigley Field. Angels beat the A's 6-0 in Oakland. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani back-to-back home runs in that game in the Angels 6-0 win. They take two out of three from the Oakland A's. Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers 2-1 in L.A. And the Guardians beat the Mariners in 10, 6-5 in Seattle. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday. Taking a look ahead to Monday's game, tomorrow's game here at Petco Park. First pitch at 6.40 p.m., On the mound for the Padres, left-hander Ryan Weathers will make his 2023 debut, and right-hander Ryan Nelson will make uh, the start, his debut of the season uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. First pitch at 6.40 p.m. Our pregame show begins at 5.40 here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Again, that pitching matchup, Ryan Weathers against Ryan Nelson. Taking a look at the final totals in this game. For the Padres, three runs, four hits, no errors. They left on two. And for the Rockies, one run, four hits, no errors. They left on four. Winning pitcher was Seth Lugo. Seven innings, one run allowed in his San Diego debut. He improves to 1-0. The loser was Austin Gomber, who allowed three runs in six innings, a couple of home runs. He drops to 0-1. And the save goes to Josh Hader with a 1-2-3-9 inning. Save number one of the season for Josh Hader. Time of game, a very quick one, two hours and three minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park, the fourth consecutive sellout to begin the season, 43,972. 
That'll do it for our post-game coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow in game one of a mini two-game series against the Arizona Diamondbacks at 640. Our pregame coverage begins at 540. Certainly hope you can join us then. For our great studio coordinators, Nick Danucci and Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from Petco Park. The final, the Padres 3, the Rockies 1 on the Padres Radio Network.